Okay, so today I'm going to be talking a little bit about how to systemize some of these things. Because yesterday I was talking about like these concepts and you know how you can build, create little building blocks, and then take those building blocks and build bigger phrases. And you know, I gave a big picture overview of this concept. And today I'm just going to talk a little bit about how you know we can take that stuff and make it very real, make it very practical. Uh, just some simple stuff today. Nothing crazy. It's going to be a shorter session. Um, but it's going to be really effective. I know it's going to help you to be practical about this approach of, of applying this big picture overview that I gave yesterday. So yeah, like, you know, what do you do? Now you've got these three, let's say that you've been doing your three note concept is, uh, I don't know, half of a, a flam accent, right? You're doing flam, right, uh, flam, right-handed flam, left, right okay or left-handed flam right left depending on which side you land and so every three is going to be one of those or it's going to be a swiss army triplet or whatever right and your four notes are all going to be flam paradiddles right and your five notes are going to be a flam paradiddle with a bass drum on the end and your six notes are going to be a flam paradiddle diddle right <laughs> you know uh, let's say that's your plan Right, that's how you're gonna explore this. Or maybe your four note is a flam, uh, uh, you know, pataflafla. It just depends on what, like, where where you're at. Maybe it's none of the above. Maybe every four is just a, is a standard paradiddle, one half of a paradiddle, um, and your three notes are just a right, left, left, you know, um, or maybe they're a right, left foot. But once you've got a simple system that works within the realms of what you're physically, uh, what for you is not a massive reach. It's like application, basically, of, of concepts that you're starting to get and understand. You're ready to integrate these into fluid concepts. Now, what do we do? So my suggestion to you is that once you actually have these ideas done and you have a bunch of them ready, don't just immediately start improvising out of the gate. You know, once you've built some phrases, um, so let's say, you know, you find a few different combinations like um, based on a melody or something like that. Uh, I don't know, like take five. You know, you start singing that and you start finding how many um, sextuplet hits you can do within that space or how many semiquaver hits you can do within the space of the phrasing of that tune, right? Once you analyze like a little melody that you want to play along to or whatever, like I was talking about before from uh, the point of view of, um, you know, as, as if you're going to play along to records and use that as your learning system versus, you know, obviously playing from the books like I talked about. But let's say you do that and now you've got a bunch of little phrases that you're going to try and isolate. What you want to do is turn that into a little mini drum solo. So basically I've done this all along. What I would do is I'll take a phrase that I want to learn, I'll analyze its pieces and, you know, kind of do the math, right? Um, there was a phrase recently in a, while well, I was playing in a jazz uh, unit, which I'm still working with, um, we're doing this kind of fusion thing where I was playing, um, one of the phrases that came up was like, um, band, gum, band, gum, ba, ba, right? That was like the phrase. Ba, da, ba, 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 really simple. And it was a five, what I, what I noticed for is, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one. Right, so that's like the breakdown of the phrasing. One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one. So I've got to hit a five, a four, a five, a four, and a three 
to be able to play that phrase um, with with the representation of the flow of that of that phrase, right, in my playing. And then I can think additionally about orchestration, etc., to represent the, you know, whatever it is that's going on. So um, what I what I kind of do at that stage, once I understand this, is I try to make little solos out of it. So I'll come up with like, you know, sometimes I'll come up with a bunch of solo cells to interpret the same phrase. So I'll come up with like three or four different variations of ways that I can interpret those threes and fours. Sorry, in this case, this five, four, five, four, three. So I might, I, so that when I'm playing along with the band, I have about four or five different improvisational possibilities at least that I can draw from in order to interpret it. And then what happens is they start to blend together to create a new um, fluid vocabulary. So that's what I do. And, um, you know, what that does for me is it helps me be very practical because I'm thinking about the band, the song I'm playing at the moment. And I'm thinking about the styles and everything else that's going on. And I'm actually managing to create for myself a flow um, that is relevant to the styles I'm playing, right? So if you've got any songs that you want to start playing with this stuff and add it in, I mean, we're not going to play like that all the time, are we? No. Um, but the truth is, you know, it's nice sometimes. Sometimes the song calls for it. And in this, the case of this particular track, it really needed that kind of fluid, kind of linear feel. Um, so, you know, if you can if you can break something down like that that's practical in your real life, like songs you're trying to learn right now, pick apart the phrase, find out what are the what's how is that mapped out? Like what is the phrasing? And what what subdivision am I using? I also like flipping subdivisions, so I might find the phrase and then I'll see how that's interpreted in semiquavers, in sextuplets, you know, how many notes have I got, how many hits have I got between each accented note, right? Um and so what you're really doing is you're creating long notes through the phrasing. I think that's some people sometimes misunderstand that. When there's a stab, um, you want short notes quite often to represent what the band's after, and you want long notes on crash cymbals um, or toms versus the snare or whatever, you know, um, or trashy hats versus a closed hat. You know, it's like finding the parts of the kit that most closely resemble the long short and the melodic you know, relative pitch that you're trying to like emulate depending on you know what complements the song. So, you know, bear all of this in mind um, as you make decisions as, as to where you're going to place your, um, you know, your your orchestrations, basically. But yeah, so what I want to just summarize here, and hopefully this is like really helping you to start to get some clarity, is that you want to, once you get a few phrases like this down, you can actually start building solo. So you sort of take examples from music that you love you take phrases various phrases that are very practical they all apply to music that you're actually playing you start to master a series of phrases that are all related to the, the music that you're going to play regularly so that you can start chipping things off piece by piece but you actually have practical phrases that are related to what you're actually playing not just pulled out of thin air because there's unlimited phrases out there you know it's like it just goes on forever right there's there's so many combinations it, it it boggles the mind because it's infinite right the amount of between one and two right and we get three suddenly it just becomes ridiculously infinite right like everything just goes you start combining the, the possibilities of how we can combine zero and one you know to create binary is infinite so what what can we do to create you know what can we do when we have all of the these like numbers all the way from one right the way up to you know nine what happens then you know 
And what I've talked about so far actually doesn't completely establish one aspect, and that's the, the power of one. Because in a phrase, the power of one is that shift from one note to the next note as an accent within the subdivision. So when we're looking at solo cells, we have to remind ourselves that sometimes one is a solo cell. It's just one hit, but it's still a solo cell. Sometimes we have to do two alternating accented notes within that subdivision. And so we have to account for that and in our phrasing choices and not just works with work with twos, threes, fours, fives, do you know what I mean? Because the reality is two subsequent notes are one of the most common ways that you're going to see a phrase come up. Probably far more common than seeing sevens. So we have to start to get a good understanding of those basics. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend you start finding musical phrases rather than just playing with numbers. Find musical phrases that you can emulate that are in the styles that you play and in songs that you love and start to turn those little phrases into numerical values like mathematical values that you can then study, turn into your own little drum solos, you know what I mean, little flows and then basically once you've got a series of phrases you compile them together into your own pieces and you turn those pieces into um, kind of like warm-ups for yourself to and, and ways to bury in this new vocabulary that you're trying to master. This allows you to be incredibly creative, but it also allows you to um, uh, explore in a way that's actually practical and will be usable in the real world, rather than it just being something that you learn out of a book and you can never apply it, right? So that's a very practical step. It's not the end goal. The end goal is that you want to completely forget about these things because in the real world out there, you know, we want to be spontaneous. We want to be able to um, respond in the moment, in my opinion. I think that it's great to write songs note for note, but the reality is all the best drummers throughout history do not play every gig the same every time, right? Unless it's like the song, unless the song absolutely calls for it, most of the time, people like Danny Carey, for example, he'll hit the stops, he'll hit everything exactly where it needs to be, right? He'll have everything nailed 100%, but he will still be allowing himself improvisational uh, range, you know? as long as it doesn't detract from the song. You know, look at any fantastic drummer, top of the range, they will always have that flow. They will always have some improvisational flow to draw from. Well, not some, they'll have a monstrous amount of improvisational flow to draw from. And they'll have multiple options in any given moment as to how they could interpret a phrase because they have buried so deep so many combinations that relate to their styles that it's become natural for them to communicate in that style. In You know, in, on any day of the week, even on a bad day, they're ready to come out with multiple variations within their own and that's within their own creative structure again as I'm trying to establish here is we want our own personal voice and people don't talk about how that's possible you know you don't get your own voice by just going around and copying other people you get your own voice by reinterpreting right how do you do that that's the question right because I've always been very good at um, inadvertently parroting people I listen to you know I can I can almost like breathe and play just like my favorite idols um, I get in the zone and then I can almost like I don't I just stream of consciousness what they play I don't have to be playing their pieces I can play and sound like as if I was them playing playing that song you know because of the way I've studied these guys but that's not obviously the goal you know that's great for exploration but in the end you're combining ideas in your own way how do you get to that point you get to it through you know methodically breaking stuff down for yourself and finding new ideas that haven't been discovered that's one thing that could be done and then building that back up into a fluid vocabulary by understanding how vocabulary is built up right and then and then ultimately we can also take that stuff and we can start to apply it um you know from the point of view of sort of musical phrasing and you know putting it back into context basically 
I think, you know, um, and we take ideas from our idols and we can use them as building blocks rather than it being like, um, you know, we just take the whole damn phrase. I mean, that can be fun. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's good to like honor, honor the guys that come before you and kind of take phrases from them and, you know, put them into stuff. It's almost like a, you know, do you remember that guy, that legend, <laughs> you know, it's like a little calling card that you can share with those that know, but you know, that's not how we add something new to the community. That's not how we add, we add our creative spark and personality. Um, we do that by taking the building blocks that were, were the pieces that allowed these guys to make phrases. And then we turn them into our own combinations. We find our own ways of interpreting those phrases. That's how we can create idioms and idiosyncrasies of our own that are that step, separate us from other artists. So, you know, I don't think people talk about this enough. And I wish I'd had my teachers talking to me about this much earlier on because um, although I've been quite lucky in, in falling into that because I, I spent only a few years getting taught in school and a lot of my time was spent studying my favorite drummers and then just like just basically figuring my own way through it you know um, so yeah I do think you know if if you're struggling to figure out how you can have your own personal style this will definitely help you a lot um, that's why Gary Chafee taught this way and that's why pretty much everyone that studied with Gary had a personality you know um, he taught people how to build their own personal style and that's really important anyway much love guys I'm going to catch you in the next episode